freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about... Just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, final hour here for us on Juneteenth. It is Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com. Brock uh, out for this week. And uh, we got some fun people hanging out, though. G. Scott was here today. We're going to have KJ Wright in tomorrow. G will be back a little bit later. We got some other little surprises and fun stuff in store for you guys. So thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Always enjoy this. Uh, Always enjoy just being with you guys in the morning. Uh, We got ranked coming up at 945. We've got a whole bunch of other little things. And right now... uh, uh, we're going to play a little by yourself. All right. I'm going to I'm going to start off here by the way cuz G brought it up. So, inspired by G's prediction, I think I asked a similar question but not quite as specific. Or maybe more specific. Gino Smith improves on his 2022 campaign in 23 as G guaranteed hmm. he would. Buying or selling? I think that he can be better at times. I'm worried about him staying healthy for another full season. Mm-hmm. I just think it's unf- like it just the reality of the NFL. It's not a Geno Smith thing. It's just the reality of the NFL that a lot of guys, it's hard to stay healthy year after year. Maybe Geno is one of the odds breakers like Russ, like, you know, Brett Favre was, like Peyton was, et cetera. But, you know, history tells us he's probably not. So I will say I'm selling this one, but not by a lot. Okay. So, so. A bit different one there. What's that? I don't think I've heard <laughs> that one. The wrong one. <laughs> All right, sold. Uh, moving on. Mariners can close the gap in the wild card before the All Star break, or will close the gap. I was going to say, say, could? Will. Could? Mariners, Mariners yeah, will close, close the gap, the gap this week. In, the all, in the wild card before the All Star break. You know what, good, dude, you know I can't predict up. the future. I stink at this. Whatever I say, just assume the opposite will occur. So I'm going to say no. And I want to say that they can. I was a little discouraged by the last four games. I really was. I like what yeah. they did in those two games against Miami. And then I know they won, what, two of the four that came after that. I really didn't like the way they played this weekend against Chicago. I thought that that last game against Miami, again, like they played good baseball and lost, but it, I don't know, maybe just some of it just. The vibe of it was It, it bad took for the you, vibe but... away from me. I am struggling vibe wise now with the Mariners. Huh. Okay. So, Sold. So I'm going to say, I don't, I, I'm a little worried about what they do in this road trip. So, so I'll probably go, uh, you know, five and one. So if that ball goes out, that grand slam goes out feel totally you're, different you're totally different about these last six games yeah and i feel like they they do too yeah like i feel like they play better against the white Sox if that ball goes out it felt like that moment just like not that they're defeated afterwards but that it didn't it's more of an opportunity cost of what was lost it's not like they they, they well that ball went out so let's hang it up here boys like sure. i don't think it was that but i felt like that could have been a moment to spark them and really start to get them to that next level and instead it was another moment that kind of fell by the wayside okay moving on this one i had originally written this question for brock but i hope you're still going to be able to get get on board with it the detroit lions and jacksonville jaguars will win their division no sell i'm selling that as hard as i could possibly <laughs> sell sell <laughs> I think of who they got. Who's in their up? division? I don't even know who's in their division. All right, oh, so the Jaguars, on. you're looking at the Colts? No. The Titans, right? 
And who? It's the AFC South. Right. Who's the fourth team? Who am I not thinking of? Oh, the Uh, Texans. Yes. God, they might actually win their division. Yeah. That's dumb. That division is pathetic. Pathetic. You know what? I'll say I'll sell that. I say the Colts win that division with rookie Anthony Richardson. How about that? And then... And then it's the NFC North, so Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. No. Just no. Sold. That was was too fast. Nope, they won't do it. Thought you might think a little bit harder on that one. Just based on the Lions played fairly well last year. Yeah, I know. They're they're over they're a little overhyped. Okay. I think. Moving on. <laughs> I don't have any real reason for saying that, other than I'm not wild about their quarterback situation. Somebody other than Shohei Otani will win the AL MVP. Dude, you're making me sell everything. Who in the world could you possibly <laughs> give this MVP to? Well, it's over also, Shohei Otani. It, to be your point, it's longevity, it's health. Well, all right, but even if he gets hurt, I think he's already done enough in like June yeah, 19th. Bonkers. To already be the MVP. Mm-hmm. I can't fathom why you would vote for anybody else for MVP. Unless to Judge me, comes back and just goes on another insane tear. And I'm sorry, man. Uh, because Especially with the Angels being relevant. Mm-hmm. Assuming that he just road. continues what he's doing. It's Shohei Otani and it's not close. Yeah. It's not close. It's crazy what he's accomplished so far. Unbelievable player. Incredible to and- watch. All of it. And are you with me on this? Are the Angels your least favorite team in yes. baseball besides the Yankees? Well, I mean, the Yankees but, are. Yeah, but it's obviously in the division, yes, right? By a, by a huge massive, margin. Massive, massive And I know margin. most people think it's Houston. I, no, it's not for me either. I got to go with the Angels. I absolutely cannot stand the Angels. I think their whole organization is second rate. Which what is what makes it so hard for me to enjoy Shohei Otani as a player because totally I see get him it. in the Angels jersey. I totally get it. He shouldn't have chosen to go there. It was a terrible decision he made, but he's so good <laughs> that I'm kind of willing to forgive it. Okay. Uh, I think I already know the answer on this one. This one also was a little bit of a Brock question because it was more, more body show. George Kittle yeah. could beat Travis Kelsey in arm wrestling. I have to like think about which one's which here for George me. Kittle. I, I just looks like a bouncer from Roadhouse. Right. Travis Kelsey's like a fake WWE guy. Hmm. So who wins in an who arm wins wrestling? Who wins arm wrestling? Because I'm saying George Kittle could beat Travis Kelsey in arm wrestling by herself. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that. I say George Kittle wins that. That he's more of a scrappier. blocking tight end. He's scrappier. Yeah. Kelsey's a little glamour muscle, yeah. etc. So I think that uh, yeah, I'm gonna guess that that. Um, George Kittle. Yeah, Travis I'm gonna Kelsey guess Kittle has, is, is a little bit more complete mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Anything yeah. I can take a take a Travis Kelsey down a peg, I'm on I'm on board with. The problem Kittle's gonna have is he's probably gonna have to push it back. He's probably getting hurt right beforehand. So like he's like, Oh, I wanna <laughs> do what it. If but his shoulders I've, are I've injured my, my bicep, so I don't have to wait push this back a few weeks. All right. This one, uh man, I really wish because this one would have been fun to hear her Brock's on too. Doug Baldwin agrees to be a guest on the show. Mm, well, I'm gonna turn it back to you. What do you think? Hmm. Buy or sell it. I'm going to buy it. I think. I feel like you he would take an opportunity. You think one day Doug will be on the show? Yes, and I think he would take an opportunity to maybe air some of the player's side or his side of, of things that have happened and gone down, well, and he, especially he, because of the relationship that you have with G and KJ. Yeah. I could see I could see him doing it, and after you spoke with him and apologized to him you in person. You never say never. I think I would still sell it, but I don't know. And, and yes, for those who didn't hear this a week or two ago, I did have a conversation with Doug. I wasn't going to bring it up on the air, but G did, and so he sort of made it public, which was not my intention. Uh-huh. 
I just thought I owed him an apology, which I had told you guys before. I felt like I owed him an apology, and I saw him, and I apologized to him. We had a nice talk. Not for very long, but about five minutes. We we talked and ended very uh, amicably. Okay. So, so your gut... I had... told him that he's welcome to come on the show if he ever wants to. And how he responded But that to I that. didn't want to ask him because I didn't want it to seem like I was... Ask like that. I was apologizing in order to lure him onto the show. Got it. Yeah, totally fair. So I'm not going to ask him. Okay. However, if if so, you know G or you mentioned G or KJ or some of the other folks around, or if it comes up for a good reason, I'm going to guess it could happen, but not because I ask. Because I almost feel a little inappropriate asking. I totally understand that. Totally understand. That's because then it feels like uh, you just came up to apologize just because so it was you self serving, right? And that's not the case. Like, I, I, I honestly, truly believe I owed the man an apology. And he was receptive. But if you go back and are like, hey, man, want to come on, like, next week? Like, then you're, that's weak. 100%. I totally agree. It just is just, weak, it man. It felt like the door would, would have been opened a little bit. And based on the way he responded to your apology, yeah. maybe that was possible. It, you could see that It's happening. possible, Justin. But it won't, it, it's not going to come from me, not because I don't want him to come on the show, but because I don't think it's appropriate. Mm, okay. So there you go. Great okay. job. That was fun. That's fun little by yourself. I okay. like that. All right. Good stuff. And KJ will for sure be on the show tomorrow. Do we even know what time? I think 8 o'clock, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Eight. KJ's going to be here tomorrow. Uh, before he takes off on a vacation as well. So uh, nice to uh, nice to just be running some people through here over the course of the week. We'll come back, give you everything you need to know. I've got a whole bunch of different ways in which I've found that I am getting older by the minute. It's all coming up here on Brock and Salk. CL Sports on 710, com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. It wasn't pretty. It really wasn't. It was not convincing, at least not to me. But the Mariners did get the job done this weekend. They did what they absolutely needed to do, which is at least take two out of three games from a very mediocre White Sox team. As usual, the story was their pitching. Brian Wu, unbelievable on Friday. Logan Gilbert was good enough to get a win on Saturday. And then Bryce Miller, probably the best of the three yesterday. As he goes seven innings, allowing just one run, struck out six. Here comes Miller's one-two to Sheets swung on, chopped right to first base on the backhand. France has an underhand toss to Miller. Stomps on the bag. He's got the out. A 1-2-3-7th inning for Bryce Miller, who's been outstanding today against the White Sox. One run allowed through seven innings against Chicago. Great day for Bryce Miller. Yeah, it certainly was. And he got a little offensive support also. Julio got it going early. The 1-0. Swung on, hot shot into the gap. That's down. It's going to the wall around third base. Here comes Cal. Now screaming around third is JP. He's going to score standing. Julio into second, clapping his hands. Julio, a ringing double to the wall. The Mariners on the board. It's 2 nothing. Yeah, that was huge. Got them going. And nice to see Julio just contributing with runners on base. It seems like he has really struggled in those spots. Jared Kelnick uh, made this a laugher later. Now the 1-0 pitch to Kelnick. Swinging a line drive into the gap in left center field. Here comes Crawford. He's waving in tie. Tie run at third. He'll score. Here comes Teoscar. He's being waved in. He'll score. Kelnick to third slides. He's safe at third. No relay to third. Jared Kelnick with a bases clearing triple into the gap in left center field. Holy smokes, the Mariners lead the White Sox. Five to one, Jared Kelnick coming through in the clutch. 
There you go. Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez keying a victory. That's what I think we were hoping to see more of this year. And if Julio can get it going and continue to contribute on a more consistent basis, I didn't mean to have so much alliteration there. I see uh, some better things ahead for this team. Again, they're bobbing up and down. They're around 500. Uh, the rest of the pack, though, is not racing away from them. Quite the opposite. The Rangers have lost 6 of 10. The Astros have lost four straight games. They're a complete mess, especially from an injury standpoint. Mariners are just eight and a half back in the division. They've kind of hung out there. And they're only three games back in the wild card. So, yeah, they've dug a hole. But it's not like it's going to take that much for them to find their way out of it. Uh, they're off today, travel to New York, and then they will face the Yankees starting tomorrow. No Aaron Judge in that series as he is on the injured list. Here's the second thing you need to know. Was it an incredible U.S. Open? No, but it was an incredible performance from Wyndham Clark. And now the stage is clear for Wyndham Clark. Who takes down all the stars in Los Angeles to win the United States Open. Yeah, nice call from Dan Hicks there on NBC. Little known Wyndham Clark. He was 32nd in the world, but he started the year at 163rd. So I'll forgive you if you haven't paid like a lot of attention to Wyndham Clark's career. He beat Rory McIlroy. He beat Scotty Scheffler. He beat Ricky Fowler. He beat all the big names, Dustin Johnson, that were there on the leaderboard on Sundays. Andrew Shoffley was another. He came out ahead of all of them, and he was just very composed out there, I thought. Very serious, yeah. very, you know, kind of in his zone. But I think you saw the moment he hit the final putt and he just exploded into tears and emotion instantly, how hard it must have been for him to keep it all together leading up to that moment. It's incredibly grinding emotionally and mentally to try to win something like the U.S. Open like that. He got it done. He beat a lot of the best players in the world. And that's an awesome, awesome story for him. As for L.A. Country Club, eh, not all that impressed. I thought it was going to be a whole lot better. The biggest problem they had was the atmosphere was just not very good. There weren't enough people there. The people that were there weren't particularly loud. It felt very quiet. It did not feel like a major in that way. And maybe it's because some of the designated events now have taken some of the juice away from the majors. I don't know. It just, it was a good tournament. And obviously, you know, some really good players finishing in the top 10 is a good thing. It just wasn't quite right. And I will be a little disappointed to know that they're going back to LA Country Club again while Chambers Bay continues to be like punished for something that was not its fault at all. Please, please bring the U.S. Open back to Chambers. Here's the third thing you need to know. And then my most important take of the day, steelhead uniforms on Saturday. Please, Mariners, full-time. Thank you. That's it. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Please go to those full-time. That Those should be their regular, normal, everyday uniforms. everyday uniforms. That should be the standard. And if you want to change your name to the steelhead, I'm totally fine with that as well. Sure. Sure. Did you, there were a couple times, you mentioned uh, Wyndham Clark's composure. There's a couple times he missed putts and kind of slapped his putter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe he is showing a little emotion Not enough, not a lot, though. I mean, yes, he was not, you know, he wasn't stoic. 
But I thought he kept his composure considering everything that was going on. And when he needed to hit big shots, obviously he hit them every time. I mean, like he really hit some difficult shots and and just getting through that last stretch at the very end um, without bogeying. Pretty important. And he found a way to get it. It was a fun tournament. I really, really would have loved to have seen him win something. Right. I mean, you like can't, Rory, you can't yeah, completely fall apart on Sunday yeah. like Ricky did. Man. And, and you know, Rory didn't fall apart. He played pretty well, but not quite enough to get done what uh, what he needed to do, which is win another major. So, mm-hmm. all right. Fun weekend. Good stuff there. Uh, we've got ranks coming up here in 20 minutes. Uh, I got some other. I got like two or three other things I want to see if I can get to in between now is and this ranked. The, you being old thing? I am old. I've got like a, a mounting evidence. About me being old. Um, It's mounting rapidly. (laughs) Yeah. You've been really concerned over the last two months about this, and I've been noticing the trend. I don't like it. It's more and more serious by the week. Yeah, this one's embarrassing. I got some really embarrassing. Can I just embarrass myself next? This is a safe place. All right, it's Brock and Salk. This This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, we got ranks coming up in 15 minutes. Oh, Moore is going to be so disappointed today. It's like an actual ranking of something. Oh, There's well, no jokes, no dad jokes, no songs, no music, no movies, no nothing. She's going to be crushed that I did this while she was gone. At least but. we can always try to FaceTime her again. I mean, that's yeah. what it's, <laughs> why does it keep going straight to not working? Weird. That's weird. I wonder wonder why she keeps rejecting that call while she's on vacation. That's very strange. We did hear, and she's going to explain this when she's back, but she had a tough time getting out of town. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, some delays and stuff. Oh, so. no. So we're on like a Wordle text thread. Okay. And uh, yeah, felt bad. That's like, well, bad. it didn't, didn't start out. That's bad. not what you're looking for. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a just a rough weekend for feeling old, I would say. Like, I, I had a fun weekend, and I got, a, I got some Seahawks stuff that I kind of wanted to dig into here, but I, I'll run through it with you, Justin. It's super embarrassing. I, so I told you some of this, but there's more. You told me about the injury sustained. Yeah, this is really, this is the dumbest injury of my life. And this is an old man injury. I mean, I don't know That's how all? else you would describe it. So Saturday, I went to the pinball museum with Cecily and some friends. And I am now sore on my forearm <laughs> from playing pinball. Just hearing you say it. So, Dude, it, so when you funny. say it out loud, it's so much worse. But I realized that yesterday I was like doing something. And I was like, why? Why is my like every time I use my middle finger and press it at all, it's really sore down on like below my wrist, right? Like on the inside of my forearm. I was like, oh no, I think I'm sore from playing pinball. That is the most embarrassing thing I've ever, I mean, that is the least athletic. Can you imagine if a professional athlete was like, yeah, a little sore, too much pinball last night. I mean, I remember it happened to, uh, what was the guy, Joel Zamaya, who was like one of the first real flamethrowers throwing 100 miles an hour. He ended up having an issue that came out like from his was forearm. The, was he playing Xbox. video games? Yeah, or whatever it was at the time. I don't guitar know was, hero. Was, yeah, guitar hero. Yeah. Yes. And he ended up like going on the deal and basically never being the same oh, after that. Man. So that's, this that kind of took Joel him Zemaya out. Moment. Yeah, so, you know, I may not be uh, Joel Zamaya, but I've got my own issues due from <laughs> Playing pinball over the weekend. I watched a guy sprain his ankle playing pool one night. So I think you're you're just fine. How did that happen? Just was leaning, trying to big shot, Dude, and that's embarrassing. Twist it up, and that's fell. Bad. And we thought he was joking, yeah. so we just kept making fun of him. No, that's pretty bad. And then he got up and was like in tears. Oh no! <laughs> like, oh, oh no! You actually hurt yourself playing pool. 
<laughs> my guy, you got to sit this out. So I got this buddy, my friend, this is the other way I found out I was super old. So I got my buddy, Charlie, who lives in San Diego. Great dude. And I saw him last year over the 4th. We were down there, and he and I have always, you know, been good friends, stayed in touch. We're not, like, best, best friends, but we're really good friends. And, you know, he's one of my college buddies, like, one of my close friends from college. Not a five-star friend, though. No, he's pretty close. Like, okay. I mean, like, we're really, really good friends. I love Charlie. And I've been texting him starting in October like, hey, man, thinking about coming to San Diego again for the fourth with Cecily. Are you doing your party? This Nothing. Cricket. So I sent him back a, you know, a couple days later, a little crickets emoji. Nothing. And a couple days later, I was like, dude, what's going on? Nothing. Did you call him at the Tried time? again. Nothing. And so, like, I don't know. I'd sent him like five or six text messages just on our thread. I'm like, all right, well, clearly there's some sort of a problem, but, like, whatever. Maybe he's just, you know, with other friends who sort of drift apart. Like, maybe I've done something. I just kind of let it go. But then I, like, hear from other buddies. Like, no, I text with Chuck all the time. This and I'm like, all right. Well, anyway, he he came up this weekend with his wife and his family. And his wife got in touch with everybody and, like, kind of scheduled everyone to meet on Saturday. So I'm like, well, maybe that's maybe Jenny's just doing all of their. That's weird too, though. right? Like, but like, maybe she's doing all of their, um, you know, social planning, yeah. and he's just sort of dropped out of this. I don't know. So I see Charlie on Saturday, and he called me for some reason. He was like, "Hey, where?" Because we had to meet at the pinball museum. That was fine. See each other, totally normal. Like hanging out Saturday night. We over a bunch of people over, pizzas, etc. And I, you know, after some some time, I'm like, so. uh we got, we got a problem? What's up with you not returning <laughs> texts? He's like, yeah, why? so you're coming down for the 4th. I'm like, well, actually, we're going to come down for the 5th. I, I texted you a bunch of times about the 4th, but you never wrote me back. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? So we dig into his 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 contact on my phone. Oh, no. And he's like, dude, what are all these phone numbers in here? You have three different numbers, one of which I think is my mom's. I'm like, <laughs> What? So you were looked like an odd number texting him? I don't know. He didn't have it saved to your contact. No, literally it wasn't going to him. He thinks it was going to like <laughs> an old number of his and his mom. Why his mom didn't think to say like, hey, Charlie, I think someone's trying to get in touch with you. I don't know. But yeah, I I Aww. think that um, and that feels like an old man thing to do. Right. I mean, just like complete non mastery of this stupid little machine. And I felt terrible, and he felt bad, and so anyway, everything should be fine. But but you're old. But I'm old, dude. I've got that. I'm 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 injured injured. from playing pinball. You have to take Friday off for a procedure. I have to take Friday off so that I can uh, get my colonoscopy. It's a pretty embarrassing, embarrassing weekend. I also found out that Father's Day is meaningless. What an absolutely meaningless holiday Father's Day is. In your household? Are we talking in the world? You didn't see enough evidence around for it to look Mother's like it was Day worthy. is flowers and brunch and, you know, do everything for breakfast in bed. Right. And- it's where it's as far as you can go, right? Father's Day is like, Dad, go cook dinner. You go grill. <laughs> and, like, maybe we'll get you a present. Here's some macaroni art. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. And so, like, Avery's Avery's uh, dance recital is yesterday at 3 o'clock. 
on Father's Day. Like, come on, man. Like, who scheduled this? They would never do that on Mother's Day. And I love going to Avery's stuff. Like, I'm happy to go to her dance recital, and she did a great job, and all the kids were really great. Shout out to all of them. But, like... I would have liked to have done that at a yeah. time that wasn't while the U.S. Open was wrapping up. <laughs> like, come on. Like, really? They would never, ever do that. Well, Shane in Silicon thinks that you sound like Dave Wyman right now. I do. I know. And I'm only like 30 years younger than him. So, only, I yes, mean, sure, like, only, things, are, only. things are only going to go in a worse direction. He didn't direction. say you sound like uh, Bob Selton. So, well, I'm not that Basel. old. Let's, let's not get Basel. carried away. Last thing I will say on on Father's Day, and I saw this yesterday, is one of these, like, fill the, like a thing where the kid fills in, like, you know, stuff about their parents or whatever, right, when they're young. And this says, uh, who is your hero? And the kid writes, dad. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's a good answer. Second one says, why do you consider this person your hero? And the person says, he is brave, which is a really nice great. thing to say about yeah. your dad. And then the last one says, is there anything your hero is frightened of? And the kid says, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Also also accurate. So thank you to uh, Suzanne who tweeted that out uh, yesterday. And that was uh, that kind of cracked me up. Kind of made me made me feel a little bit better about the fact that Father's Day was essentially meaningless. And you know what? They didn't really apologize for it either at the event. At the recite. Like there was an MC. There's a whole thing going on. Like you could like there was sort of a half hearted like. Oh, yeah, and happy Father's Day. But there was no, like, honoring the fathers here. To, like, there was just very, very mild, I thought, considering the fact that, you know, the U.S. Open was going on and I yeah. was there at a... Well, I sent you and Brock both Father's Day texts. So, to me, it was, that was nice still a real deal. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. What was your Seahawks thing you wanted to say here? You Are said the Seahawks that- the Kraken? I asked this earlier, and I, I've oh, been yeah, kind of thinking yeah. about it earlier, and I know it's a little funky because generally you're going to compare the team that you know l- fewer people know about to the team that's a little more established. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just I found myself thinking a lot about the crack in this offseason, what they did last year, right, and how they really accomplished more than the individual talent level would have made you think, right? Overall, I think they had a lot of talent on the team, but it's so middle ground talent, right? They had a lot of upper middle class talent. So it didn't feel like fluke, like that nobody played way out ahead no. of themselves. This was legitimate. They put it all together. Right. But it, they had a lot of good players, not a lot of great ones, but more good players than most teams do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's sort of a completely different way of, of constructing a team. And the more we talk through the Seahawks offseason – the more I think they are sort of built in the same fashion. They really don't have upper tier, upper echelon, best of the best kind of players. They really don't. I mean, I want to be mad about that top 100 list that we were looking at last week. DK that had DK and, and Woolen is the only two in there at 55 and 83 or 86, something like that. I want to be mad about it, Justin. Can't do it. But you found yourself agreeing with it? Is that what you're saying? I'm just like, I mean, look, I don't know every player in the league. So, I mean, there are certainly some guys on there where I was like, I guess, like maybe. But, like, I couldn't argue with it. Like, yeah, DK's a really good wide receiver. I don't think I could have him ahead of too many of the guys that were ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I really thought what Tariq Woolen did last year was great. And I think that having Sauce Gardner in the top 10 is absurd. But... Do I think that Tariq Woolen has proven that he's like a top 50 player in the league? I don't know about that. 
Right? I mean, like, sure. he's really good, but and I mean, there's he, some long, obviously longevity is going to go into this. Yeah. Kind of and, 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 you know, they got some guys who were on the wrong side of it, et cetera. Anyway, look, I, I think they're going to be a good team this year. I really do. I think this is going to be a very intriguing Seahawks team this year with a ton of young talent. And I'm really anxious to find out if one or two of these young guys can turn themselves into one of those stars or a few of those stars, like we saw, you know, 10 years ago when a group of somewhat unheralded players came together and proved that they should have been a lot more heralded than they were. Yeah. That this team may absolutely prove that, you know, I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe our guy, Derek Hall does it. Maybe boy, Mafe grows into something that we didn't see as a rookie. Maybe Ken Walker with a little bit, you know, of an offensive line is able to do stuff. Maybe some of these rookies are even better than we think. I mean, like there's a lot of what Devin Witherspoon is certainly capable of it as a top five pick in the draft. I mean, that's sauce Gardner territory. Sure. So it's absolutely possible that they end up drastically improving upon some of their quote-unquote star ranking. But heading into the year, what I see is a fairly deep team without a tremendous amount of elite talent. Got does it. that make sense? Yes, it does. So really deep, no really solid. star power. Not a lot so, of star power. And two thoughts. One, is that good in the sense that there's – a lot of good that everybody can elevate each other to be above good. Not because I say greater star, but there's nobody standing. There's nobody outshining anybody right now. So there's a lot of room for people to become those. Yeah, those I think there's certainly a lot of growth. Yeah, there's a lot of room for it. And number two is that uh, winning philosophy where you just build around well, a lot of depth and a lot of good instead is, of just having one star you build around that it way. Is as long as they're in the right positions. And this okay. is the the last thing I just it's going to continue to be my fear for this Seahawks season. And that is just that they 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 don't have their best players up front. At least as far as we know. Mm-hmm. And maybe Draymond Jones ends up becoming that. They need him to. He is like in so many ways the key to this season. Maybe they find a nose tackle that we don't know about right now. Maybe Cameron Young is better than we think right off the bat. Like there's a lot of ways it can go. Maybe Oluwatimi ends or Oluwatimi, excuse me, ends up winning the center job and kind of solidifies the interior of that offensive line and the tackles end up taking a step forward. There's a lot of ways it, it can work. But today it's hard for me to project that they have those people at the right spots, Mm -hmm. that the best players on this team are still on the outside. They're still far away from the ball. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes me nervous. Do you say, going back to your original analogy, or do you say that's the same thing as a Kraken? Like, yeah, a lot kinda. of their, their best players are the are the best uh, Yeah, and, and ultimately it was both are their... Are not the, the goal scorers and no, the goalie. No, I don't think so. No, I don't know whether hockey works quite like that. But okay. I, I guess what I would say is it worked really well for the Kraken, except when it didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it worked really great, except there are these couple of things that just limit them, and ultimately that's what held them back from winning a, a Stanley. They weren't a Stanley Cup contender. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. They made it to the, you know, a, a couple rounds away, but they they weren't going to win the Stanley Cup. So then that answers the question of does that philosophy win? Does that set your I think it's good. I think it's pretty hard to win a Super Bowl that way. You still need the star. I think you still need a couple of guys that are pretty elite, especially in big, important positions, quarterback, D-end, tackle, et cetera, if you're going to find a way to, to win a Super Bowl. So a bunch of text messages here on Father's Day. Let's see. Salk. Uh, I work at Stanford, and every year they have a commencement on Father's Day. Really? Start at 5 a.m., go home at 3 p.m. I go home, my son gives me a bag with two hats. 
My daughter made me a video of Disney princesses with their fathers at the end of the and at the end was my daughter and me. Other than the commencement, Father's Day is cool. Well, I mean, Father's wow. Day is great with your kids. Why do they put commencement on Father's Day? What? <laughs> uh, There's a lot of people agreeing with you. I on know. This. Salk, Andrew in Vancouver says 100% agree about Father's Day. Who cooked dinner last night? Who got the dishes done? Who paid for everyone to go to the movies? Now, did I forget to send my dad a card? Well, yes, but I did call him. That's actually what I did. Hey, at least I have today off, even though I went to get everybody donuts this morning. Happy Juneteenth from Aaron. I expected people to come and text in and saying that you were being crazy about this complaint, and there's no. nothing but support. No, no. That's, I mean... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Father's Day is low on the list of people's priorities in the world. Well, we need to get one. 541. Father's Day is a wonderful day. Kids All-Star Tournament. There's another event on Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, you know what I want to do on Father's Day is hang out at home. I don't want to have to go anywhere. Yeah. Stop making me go places that I don't necessarily want to go. I'll go there another time, but not on Father's Day. It's time for Ranked. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Don't feel bad, Salk, says the 425. I'm 46. I played in my first baseball game on Saturday in 16 years. And I think I tore my MCL. Oh, no. My daughter also had a recital yesterday at 3.30. That reminds me. I went to Ellensburg uh, a couple weeks, a few weeks ago for a golf tournament. Yep. Friday night, this this group of guys gets together and they do a draft to find out who's in your team for the scramble the format they play. And it's really fun. Everybody gets really into it. One team, once they decided who's going to be grouped up with whom, started to celebrate and fell. And the guy who organized this entire tournament... Gets up, a little wobbly, and he's like, oh, something's wrong. I don't feel very good. Text me yesterday. So it turns out that celebration was a little bit too far. Oh, no. Because I tore my ACL. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like Kendry Morales, right? ACL. Remember when he got hurt jumping up and down on home plate? And meniscus. So, J-Mac, That's I'm sorry to hear shit. that. That's man. All right. Well, earlier today, Justin, I told you no, no sound, no music, no movies today. Yeah. Earlier today, we were uh, talking about the... Roman god Janus. Mm-hmm. Also a band. I can see that. It's a good name for a band. It's actually. a good name, actually. Yeah. So I know they're not, you know, that's Roman, but I decided to go uh, Greek gods. And so I have Greek mythological figures ranked. And is this, you weren't, were you just teaching one of your girls about this recently? Uh, we've gone you through, I've gone through with both the girls since they don't do it in school anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they skip that. Yeah, I skip everything. So now uh, I just do most of that stuff at home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Read the myths. Uh, I hope there's some explanations for why. Well, yeah, of course. So I start off with I've got a bunch of honorable mentions before we get to the top five. Here's some honorable mentions. Um, Prometheus. You remember Prometheus? Mm-hmm. You know what he's famous for? No. No. Well, without, thinking- without Prometheus, you really don't have fire. He stole fire from the gods and brought it to Earth, which was awfully important. And because of it, he was chained to a rock while a vulture chewed at his insides for the rest of eternity. Okay. Well, I was thinking Prometheus. Until Hercules hooked him up. Prometheus Brown from the Blue Scholars is the first thing to pop my mind. And a movie, Prometheus. Yeah, there is the movie. I think they they might be named after the... Sure, of course. After the Titan yes, of, of Prometheus. Course. Yes. Of course, but that was what popped in my head first. Uh, Orpheus. Remember Orpheus? Remember the name? And Eurydice. So Orpheus was the uh, great musician. 
He was not a god, but a great musician, equal to the gods, or very close to it. Huh? And uh, unfortunately, yeah, his wife Eurydice ended up dying. Goes to the <laughs> underworld, and he goes down, tries to get her okay. back, and it's a whole long story. And so he's an honorable mention. He's an honorable mention. Yeah, but a lot of things are named for him, like the Orpheum theaters around, yeah. right? Yeah, he's very uh, relevant. Still well celebrated. Yeah, Poseidon. Oh, of course. I mean, pretty great god, god of the sea. Yep. Just not quite top five material. I like Poseidon. But I'm you not might just to. because of the trident. I do like his trident. Nod. Yeah. It's a nice trident. Mm-hmm. Not putting him in top five. He's sort of irrationally angry, though, at times. You're like, dude, just chill out. Like, there's no reason to be that mad about this. Aphrodite, beautiful, but not enough going on. Interesting. I mean, you know, the gods all love her. But there's not enough going not on. Enough, not enough there in her story. Yeah. You know who I like is the Oracle of Delphi. I just like that he's there telling the future all the time. I, if I ever make it to Greece, I'd like to go to Delphi. I like Atlas holding up the world. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yes. He's just like, ah, oh, just standing there holding up the world all the time. Plus, I'm, I'm you know what they feel... named after Atlas? The Atlas. The maps. Right. Yeah. Which is Justin. This is our I, this thing. Is my map, Atlas so is right say, up our alley. I'm starting to feel... Either really, really dumb because you're eliminating most of the gods that I feel like no, I really. Remembered. I think you'll know. I think you'll know the top five. Okay. <laughs> so, and then uh, I was going to throw both Odysseus and Apollo on here as uh-huh. honorable mentions. Uh-huh. Apollo, a little overrated. Everybody loves Apollo, sure. and he's kind of overrated. And then a lot Odysseus, named after him, huh? A lot named after. Absolutely. Apollo. Odysseus, great. Loved reading the Odyssey. We just didn't quite crack the top five. Okay. It's going to be another stacked top five. It is. Oh, you know who else almost makes the top five? A Cerberus. Three-headed dog. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want a three-headed dog? I mean, wasn't it mean? Is it really yeah, mean? but I mean, not to his owner, sure. not to Hades. I mean, he knew what he was doing. And Hades is actually number five on my list. So here you go. Top five. Number five, Hades. <sighs> Dark. I know. Dank, depressed. Yeah. Brock wouldn't like that. I know. I'm doing it anyway. Underworld. I'm just always fascinated by the idea, not of, of hell, but of Hades. Like, I just find him to be an interesting figure. He's poor guy. He's, he's for no good reason, is sent to go rule the underworld. It's not necessarily what he wanted to do. And so he's stuck down there by himself with all of these dead souls. Mm-hmm. And he's like, spends his time trying to, like, in some way make his life interesting. He finally meets a girl that he likes. She hates him, doesn't want to be there. And her mother, Demeter, is so angry that she essentially, like, ruins half of the year and turns it into dark barren winter because she misses her daughter Persephone. This is a quite a history lesson. Was yeah, so was he more good than bad? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying he is not good. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just you, see, a, you relate to him. His origin story makes it a little bit challenging to feet to like I kind of understand where he's coming from. Okay, so that's number five. He's number five. We got we're getting low on time. All right, number four, Dionysus. Now, I would have thought he'd be your number one, Justin. I mean, his entire purpose is just to party. Yeah, he's the god of wine, wine? And, and, okay, okay. and partying. Wine. I yeah. just, man, I feel I feel terrible trying to guess on these. Well, he I then them, became, in the Roman, his uh, his name is Bacchus, right? You've heard of like a Bacchanalian uh-huh. feast. And that's because of Dionysus or Bacchus and sort of their... Madness and chaos. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like that? That's number four for you. Yeah, number four. The two Two kind of darker figures out of the way. Well, Dionysus isn't dark I know, well, at all. By he's, dark, he's I mean not the like, a, like a moral high ground person. Here. Number three, 
Hercules. Yes. Absolute giant portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, when he came to New York in Hercules in New York. I love the story of Hercules. And this poor guy, again, tortured by Hera for no good reason and constantly finds a way to overcome every one of her stupid challenges. And the guy that he's forced to kneel before, like he humbles himself. Yeah. Hercules rocks, man. Strength. I love that you guy. Know, you started this ranked by saying Maura would love this. I don't know. I don't know if she would. Yeah, maybe I mean, not. This might be a little, a little less nerdy in a different her. way. Yeah. Maura would be like, I've never heard of anything. So moving on. Number two on my list of Greek mythological figures ranked, <laughs> Athena. Okay. Also a lot of things named after. I know. And she's like goddess of war, but like the Helped good everybody. Kind. Yeah. She's yeah. like the good goddess of war. Like like uh, At- Atlas, right, is is the bad god of war. Or not Atlas. Uh, what's his name there? Uh, Mars. Right. <laughs> Arius is his Greek name. But was Athena homies with Aphrodite? Is that right? She's kind of homies with everybody. Like, everybody loves her because she's wise and she's strong. Yeah. She can kind of do it all. She helps like, everybody. Yeah. So, Athena, pretty impressive. I'm going to put her number two. But number number one, one. Hey, man. There's only one Zeus. Yeah. You you yeah. you can you can root against him. You can say that he you know took too many wives. You can be upset that he had a kid come out of his head, right? The thunderbolts might drive you thunder, crazy. Yeah. You don't like the way he ate some of his children. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, I understand the man's flawed, but he's the king of gods. He's still Zeus, and you better show some respect. He's number one on this list, and that's exactly what you did. Yes, Mount Olympus. Yes, I don't need to be attacked by Zeus later. Get some <laughs> thunderbolt action down here. So there you go. That is uh, that is my ranking of uh, Greek mythological did not, figures. Did not for today. see this one coming. Well, you never know, yet. Justin. Uh, we try to keep people on their toes. You never you never know where the day is going to take you. So impressive. Yeah, <laughs> an out of left field, some might say. <laughs> Salt the way go he described '80s. His life sounds like a Mariner fan. I don't know about that. Oh. Go listen to Janice now. You got to try it at least. All right, I'll go try that later. Not Janice Joplin. Two hundred six. I am very impressed. Oh. by this ranked. Yeah, that's just off the top of my head too. Well, I like Greek myths, man. Different. You learn a lot from those things. All right, we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow morning at six a.m. KJ Wright will be in the building to hang out starting at eight. Until then, the hay is in the barn. Hey, everybody. The